Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Coverman Central Wisdom Hour, number 11B, or take two. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Yeah, this is Tony Byer from New Jersey. Wisdom episode 11B. 11B or 11 take two. We recorded a whole podcast last week. And after we recorded it, I listened back and it was unusable. <laughs> it was, uh, you could, my, my, uh, my audio was terrible and you could barely hear you, dude. Yeah, technical difficulties abounding. Yeah, so... Um, and I should have known because we were hearing all sorts of weird sounds and stuff during the recording, and it was just atrocious. So I went back to using my old computer because I, I, I had tried to use a new computer last week, and I guess I didn't go into the audio settings and fix it properly, and uh, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. So. Kind of like showing up for a gig and not learning the songs. <laughs> Something like that. It just didn't work. So um, it's a shame because we covered a lot of really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, we're not going to go back over it again. It's just going to be lost for now. We're going to have to revisit it another day. There'll be a manuscript or sign language or subtitles or something. We'll figure it out. Right. Um, All right. So we're live on the page right now. And I also posted it in the group government central group so if you are listening and you want to comment on what we're talking about please do ask questions whatever just say hi let us know you're listening and uh yeah we will uh we'll talk to you um so how was your week my friend it was good man it was was great busy fast you know time's flying by it's almost i mean this fourth of july weekend coming up you know i can't believe it's we're into the you know heart of summer already here we go yeah, here we go. Um, and you're playing this coming weekend, I think, right? Yeah, but yeah, but uh, other than that, uneventful. Nothing, nothing to speak of, really. Uh, nothing exciting. How about you? Oh boy. Well, yeah. That always sounds good when they start with that. <sighs> yeah. Well, last week started with after we did our podcast that will never see the light of day. Um, we um, we had a. a Tropical storm, storm Cindy here 
in the Gulf Coast to deal with, um, which kind of sprung up out of nowhere. It only uh, developed for a couple of days. You, but I think it was going on when we were doing the podcast. Remember, we said we might lose power. Yeah, it had just that when it was on. T- when did we do the podcast? Tuesday, right? And uh, yeah, and um, it was just kind of starting, and then uh, it rained quite a bit here, but it wasn't too bad. It was a little windy too, but it wasn't any worse than any um, any thunderstorm we get here. So it didn't uh, impede anything as far as my gigging was concerned or, or traveling. There was some local flooding, but it didn't affect me really. Um, but it kind of affected the crowds. You know, there weren't a lot of people out when we were playing. Sure. So, you know, that happens. We're used to it, uh, especially this time of year in the summer. Um, so so we had that. And then uh, Friday I had to take off because now, I, I you know, like I'm, t- we're doing this podcast. I'm talking to you. You're my friend. We've been friends for a long time. And I'm doing this podcasts like i would talk to you and telling you things so some of it is a little personal (laughs) um but i I like to keep it real because this is what uh, this is the real life of a working musician this is what's going on and um so i'm gonna keep it real and and talk about what's happening what happened to me um i got this uh the cyst which is a common thing that people get under under their skin on their body but i got it and uh and it got infected and this happened a couple months ago and then Treated it and it got better, and, but it came back, and then it was decided that it, we had to have uh, it surgically removed. Um, so I got that done on Friday morning, and it's in a location of the body that uh, is very inconvenient to have anything uh, torn into, <laughs> cut open. Um, it's it's on, like, like the bottom of your foot, like you know, like. Bottom of your foot would would really stink because you walk a lot. But um, no, this is an, on the bottom of my rear end. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not really uh, in a like on my junk or anything or like there. Are but you posting any pictures of the surgery on, on no. Central? You might want to see that. No, I don't think so. Um, but it's um, you know it's in a very sensitive area, and it's. Uh, it sounds like a real pain in the ass. Yes, that is the joke. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, it's uh, yeah, it is not pleasant. I don't recommend it for anybody to uh, get something like this. Um, not that I asked for it, but it happened. Um, so wish for this and say you know you didn't didn't ask for this repeatedly. <laughs> right. I'm sh- Please send me more pains in my ass. I need more in my life. Yeah, maybe I said that sarcastically at some point, and Universe was like, "All right, here you go. Here's a good one." Um, so that's the first time I ever had to have surgery. I never had it before, where you were you know, like put under. Um, but I was supposed to work Friday night and Saturday night at my normal gig, and I had planned on my plan was to have somebody on call for me Friday because I figured, all right, this isn't going to be that big a deal. I'm going to go in in the early morning. They'll put me out for a little bit. They'll take care of it. zippity doo I'll be out, and I can go resume my normal life. Um, that wasn't the case. Um, if you've ever been on, under anesthesia, I don't know if you have. Um, I have. I've had surgery in my shoulder. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scene, man. It's... <laughs> you yeah, know. It's, it's fun. 
you, you get put out and, and then you don't remember anything and you're back and then all of a sudden things are different. And uh, so. <laughs> things are different. <laughs> <laughs> and you really had no awareness of it going on whatsoever. You're just. You eat and asking you if you remember what your name is, something like that. <laughs> That's good with that, but I did have a cut on my upper lip, and it was swollen. I was like, that was one of the first things. And that, like, there's nurses there whenever when I woke up, and I'm like, one of the first things I said is, "What what happened to my lip?" And they didn't give me an answer. So it's <laughs> it's 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 either I bit my lip or somebody else bit my lip. <laughs> That's what we forgot to strap you in. You fell off the table on your face. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell you that though because we might get sued. <laughs> That's certainly a possibility because I was laying on my back when they put me out and they had to flip me over to do the, uh, um, uh, do the operation. So maybe they did drop me <laughs> like a bad movie. Uh, I don't know, man. I woke up in the bathroom with my face in the corner jammed to the tile. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh boy. So, um, so yeah, I got that. Done. So, <laughs> So I I decided I decided the day before that I was going to get somebody stuff for me. I was like, ah, okay, I'll take a Friday night off. It's not a big deal, um, you know. And and I felt like once I got out of the surgery I, and I was on my way home, I I felt like ah, I, yeah, I probably could work tonight. But there was still some general anesthetic on or, or local anesthetic, I should say, on the area. So I didn't really feel anything. So that once that wore off, then it was yeah, it was a deal. Uh, but they gave, <laughs> it was game on, dude. It was for sure. Um, but they gave me some ample amount of uh, painkillers um, to deal with this. So I did start with that immediately. Not that I recommend doing drugs, folks, but in this case, I'm glad they did that because it's it's uh, it's a scene, man. Yeah, they're not giving you a trophy for not taking them, you know. Right. So then um, Saturday. I was supposed to play, and I fully planned on playing. And then, going through the course of the day, I started kind of feeling worse. And I called Jason, and I said, "Can you get this guy to fill in again?" And he said, "Yeah." And he took care of that, so I took Sunday off or Saturday off too. And then last night, I went and worked at the swamp. Um, and I probably should have taken off, but I, I was fine. But being on stage with a, 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 a discomfort and pain in your nether regions. Um, it's not a picnic, for sure. And I couldn't take a painkiller going to work because these are heavy duty, um, and I would be a, a mess uh, on stage. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. So I had to kind of endure the pain and discomfort last night while I was playing, um, and I made the best of it. You know, I, I don't think it was obvious to anyone else except for people like Sean, the drummer. He, you know, he could tell when I was wincing a little bit, um, but. Uh, you know, he was making jokes and a couple other people were making jokes about it because it's easy to joke about when you have a pain on your ass. And uh, I was making jokes too and it was it helped me kind of get through everything laughing about it. Um, and, you know, it's funny. How can it not be funny? Uh, how can you not laugh at yourself? So, so I dealt with that uh, last night. And uh, I'm still dealing with this, man. It's going to be, it's not, uh, I am a changed man forever, man. <laughs> Speaking of asses, a buddy of mine had a band one time, and he quit. The name of the band was Your Mother's Ass. Oh, and, and, and when they would do their mock interviews, the guy would—they would have a guy interviewing, saying, 
So what's it like playing in your mother's ass? <laughs> what, what instrument do you play in your mother's ass? <laughs> what can we expect to be seen? What will we see coming from your mother's ass in the future? <laughs> Does your mother's ass have a following? I mean, endless, endless possibilities there. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, oh, yeah. So um, it prompted me thinking about... Um, at times when I've been on stage, when I've had to deal with some sort of physical issue and still get through the gig. And I thought of a couple and I'm sure, you know, a couple too. And then, then I went and asked, uh, on the page for, uh, everybody on Carvan Central to chime in on their stories. So we got to, uh, we'll go through all those, but, um, one, another thing that stuck out that I remember that I had to deal with, um, and this was when I was really young, I was a teenager. It was a, early mid eighties and we were rehearsing in my drummer's basement for our big show. You know, we, this is before we had played more than three or four gigs. And, uh, my singer was very, uh, uh, animated on stage. He liked, we were doing like hair metal stuff like, uh, Motley Crue, Twisted Sister, Van Halen. And he was very into moving around the stage, being like David Lee Roth and picking up the mic stand and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we had this, uh, so we had this setup in, in this basement like it was a stage, you know, so I would be, uh, I was on stage right and he was in the middle, guitar players on stage left, drummer in the back. And, uh, we were rehearsing a song and Rich was his name and he took the mic stand. It was, uh, the solid bass one and he unscrewed it. So it just has the bottom pole and he's like Mercury style. Yeah. Yeah. But not like short, like Freddie did like the whole long stand. Um, <laughs> And and we're doing, you know, we're rehearsing, and we rehearsed not just playing the songs. We rehearsed like we're on stage, you know. I think we had a big mirror in front of us, and we were just, you know, acting out the, the parts, the moves and stuff. You know, we thought we were all cool. This was back when you could choreograph moves, and, and they were cool. Um, but we weren't really choreographed. We were just, you know, we're rocking. Here we are. We're on stage. Um, that's, that's cool anymore? Um, well, I guess it's cool. But uh, we weren't cool, but we were trying to be cool. Um, and he, my singer had the mic stand up kind of in the air and he spun to his right where I was and hit me, clocked me right in the cheekbone with the bottom of the mic stand. So the round pole part, just bam, right in my face and knocked me over. And, um, I had a big bruise on my cheek and a circle, <laughs> The, the cut on my face was just a perfect circle <laughs> yeah. from the bottom of the mic stand and a big bruise. Um, so when we did, when we did the show the next night, the show was the next night and we had this girl that came and helped us do our makeup. This is when we were, you know, the glam days and we were wearing face makeup. Um, so she drew this, like took a, like a, a eyeliner pen and drew in the circle. So it was black and then put an X, a big X, through the circle so it looked like you know like a war paint type of thing and uh yeah. that's how we dealt with that injury so it, it didn't really affect my playing at all but it was something that happened uh that i remember because i i started like i would sign my name back then it was steve witch steve witch and i would do the circle with a big x through it that was my little symbol hey, witchy so um how about you? Any uh, illnesses, injuries that stick out where you had to go and play? Uh, dude, I've, I have many, but I'll, I'll tell you two, two quick ones. So 
back in the early 90s, uh, I was playing with the Eye of the Storm, and we were playing three times a week, you know, pretty pretty regularly. And uh, over the course of one winter, I had a guy crash into me on a ski slope and blow my knee out, and I had to get surgery on it. So I was in this immobilizer thing that would hold your leg straight, you know, straight out. And I could only take it off to do the therapy. And I had double, big double bass kit at the time. So, and we had roadies that would, that would travel with us to, to the gigs, which was awesome. And, uh, so we, we had the, all these gigs and we couldn't cancel them and I couldn't get a sub cause it was all original music, you know, and it was two albums worth. So we went and I took the, the, uh, it was my right leg too. And I took the, the bass drum head and the hoop off of the right kick drum and had just a left one, and I used to sit behind the kit with my leg pinned out straight on a little pillow inside the kick drum and then play <laughs> the gig with my left foot and then do the double bass parts with, between the hand and foot on uh, on the floor tom and struggled through like that for a, for a good, oh, at least a, a dozen gigs like that. Oh, man. If, if not more. And... Uh, it was great though for my it did wonders for my playing, you know, because I I played everything lefty, you know, with the left foot lead, uh, and had to think about things differently. So that was my first real challenge was with, with that. But um, yeah, and then when I blew my shoulder out, uh, we had a New Year's gig, and I had to play. I had to have my arm. It was I could I had like no range of motion in my shoulder. It was all blown out, and I, I had it in a, like a sling. And then when we went to the gig. I had my hand inside my tux jacket in the sling, and I was just playing the snare with my right hand and then uh, with my left hand and then using my right hand uh, to, move, to, to I had to play backwards in other words because it was my right shoulder that I had operated on so my right hand was very compromised so I could only play like I had to move everything in real close I had to put the the, uh, the ride real close and I played like that for a little while and then once I had the surgery it was good as new and I had a sub a good friend of mine Jimmy Caramana he subbed for me uh, for a bunch of gigs when I was laid up awesome um you know you brought up something interesting there um and it, it made me think of something that happened to me too i broke my finger on my right hand um my middle finger and i had to play and normally i, I play with my fingers and normally i would use my index finger and my middle finger to play and then i had to learn how to use my ring finger um to play bass and um that's an interesting thing how how uh, that happens when you're playing an instrument especially for a long time where you have to um, make adjustments based on a physical uh, condition. Um, and I'm, I wonder how, that's another good question to ask people kind of inside this question. Like ha, what have you, what skill have you gained from having to uh, overcome some ailment? That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I know for me, it definitely, it, you know, it increased my coordination, right, between both my hands and my left foot because I was playing everything with the left foot lead but right hand hi-hat. I wasn't truly backwards like lefty. And uh, it made my left foot forced to work, you know, all the time on a gig as opposed to, you know, just uh, occasionally, you know, if you need it for double bass. But there was a lot of double bass as well. But uh, after that whole stretch... Uh, you know, it really strengthened my, my left foot and increased, you know, overall, uh, just the speed and dexterity of it and the, the power, you know, just because of the, the workout that it got from being used so much so often. Right. That's good stuff. Um, we try to make the best of a terrible situation. 
when we're yeah, musicians. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You have to, you know? So you got to figure out a way to, to make it happen. Right. It's a good lesson for life, kids. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm sure everybody has their story. And by the reaction we got this afternoon, um, there's a lot of them. Um, so we're going to go through some of these and read your stories out there. That uh, yeah. So I asked this afternoon, really just uh, four hours ago. Um, I said one of our members had to play a gig this past weekend, two days after surgery. That member was me now, the big reveal. Uh, what are some injuries slash illnesses that you've had to deal with on stage? And, oops, and I just went and closed the page. Okay, so this first one, this is a, a great story. Um, so I'm going to read this, and you can read along, because it's it's, if anybody else is on the page, it's the one at the top that has had 20 reactions and a couple of replies here by, uh, I want to say Stymie Stein. Stymie Stein. I want to say Stymie Stein, or it could be Steamy Stein, but I'm going to go with Stymie Stein, which is, e. a, which is a great name. So here's Stymie's story. In the 80s, we were doing six nights a week on tour, moving from town to town. In Vegas, at the end of the night, our bass player grabbed a stuffed animal from the guitar player's girlfriend, and she chased him. That's a scene in itself right there. Just gra grabbing the stuffed animal, you see this girl chasing him. Oh, yeah. The club had two stages with our speaker stack between them. He jumped on the opening act stage, went to jump to the other stage, and it was dark behind the speaker stack. Unknown to him, someone had left a push broom leaning against the stage. He caught it with his crotch and basically pole vaulted between the two stages with his crotch. <laughs> See, that if they had that on video, man, they would be rich. Yeah, right? The guitar player came to me, Stymie Stein, the sound guy, and said, Terry has a problem in the restroom. Can you go help him? I went in, and he was standing there holding his testicles. The broom handle had ripped his scrotum open. He was wearing, wearing very loose pants, like pajama pants. I had to help him put his testicles back and had him hold his scrotum closed oh boy we went <laughs> did i lose you we he really had his balls in his hand you know oh. we went straight to the hospital good idea where he got 37 stitches to close him back up the remainder of the week we set up a little bed beside the stage and he played laying down on his pain meds and on pain meds he played <laughs> laying down in a bed <laughs> 37 stitches in his balls uh he played pretty well considering his condition at the end of the week he was still taking meds and left his pay cash on the bar <laughs> All right, this gets even better. Did I, did I lose you? Yeah. Oh, man, it's too much. <laughs> the doctor told him not to have sex until it heals, and he thinks he's ready. The very next week, we were in Boise, Idaho, and he was feeling better, so he went home with some girl. He ended up splitting his stitches, and she had to take him to the hospital to get stitched up again. She had to take. He hooked up with a <laughs> random girl. Dixie cups, though. He put him in Dixie cups and just wrote. He just prepared his home. Oh my god! But 
hey, can you hold these for me for a minute? I got to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Give me a hand over here, will you? <laughs> oh my God! All right, so so that week, yeah, here we go. That week he could stand up and play, but we lowered his base because he was swollen like he had softball in his pants. He stayed away from the girls for a few weeks after that and had no after effects. He has a son now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent story. It's fantastic. Stymie Stein, you win. That is a killer. Yeah, that, that's a hard act to follow right there. I mean, he's setting the bar real high. First one, first response is set the bar extremely high. That is just a killer story. Um, <laughs> that's, that's great. Wow. That, for that guy, but I'm just saying that is a tremendous story. Oh, man. Um, so I, I kind of glanced through some more of these, but I didn't really read a lot into there's so many here um so we could just randomly read some if you want if you want to go through if you want to pick one and read it i was gonna say if you're reading it i got a quick story while you're perusing okay go ahead yeah multitude of responses so we're playing a gig in the cricket club in irvington and if you ever played there you, you park in the back parking lot after they opened the gate let you in it was it was in a rough area neighborhood you would come in and you'd park behind the cricket club and the load-in was like this little door and it was like three quick steps down. But the way that the, 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 the head of the door was, the, the height of the door wasn't until you got to the bottom of the step. And it was a steel plate uh, for a lintel, they call it, to hold up the brick above. So it was this you know, piece of steel across the top of the door and, you know, as we were loading in, everyone kept saying, hey, watch your head, man, maybe watch your head. Make, you know, if you were backing down the stairs especially, you know, you'd have to bend down. So we all hit our head on a couple of times. But there was a guy from another band who was coming in that way, and he went to his car to get some, and he was running back in because they were, they were about to go on stage. And he took those first two steps, and he cracked his head on, on, that, on that piece of steel above the door, and he just split his head wide open, same thing, like 40 stitches, like you know, left to right, and the blood just started running down his face. Then he started flipping out, you know, and saying they had to call an ambulance for him. And obviously, that band was—they were not playing anymore. But uh, oh, yeah, he was—he you know, hit his head real hard. And now, like I said, that he cut it, but you know, he had to sit down. He was getting all uh, woozy from the blood. He probably had, had a concussion. Yeah. Wow, that's rough. Because it didn't cut his head, it split his head. You know what I mean? The impact of oh. how hard he ran into that split his skin open. So it wasn't like a razor where it cut him, but it was a gash, you know, and it was it was a good size. It was like, you know, two, three inches long, right right in the middle of his head. Boom. Oof. I've hit my head many times, too, and that, it really, you get that bell, your bell gets rung. I mean, it really rings, and you're just like, what? I had, when I was a kid, I was, uh, this had nothing to do with music, but I was uh, at a, a fair, a, a function, like a picnic uh, with my parents. You know, I was a little kid, and uh, they, they were playing softball, and I walked by the, the on-deck circle, and some dude was swinging in the on-deck circle and cracked me right in the head with, with a softball bat. Little, little kid. Wow. Yeah. Talk about getting your bell rung. I got a big, a huge lump. It didn't crack my head open, but I got a huge lump on my head, and then had to go to the hospital for that. Did you still make it to the gig? No, I was I was a little kid. This is I wasn't playing back then. 
I was just a little kid. I was like maybe eight or nine years old. Um, but about getting your, uh, your head hit. Um, so here's, here's one. I mean, some of these, you know, anybody that's willing to talk about this, I'm sure, um, is able to laugh at themselves. So a lot of people posted here. Kevin Bryant said, I had a vasectomy reversal that put me down for a week. Uh, we had a gig booked about five days after, after surgery. So of course I played stuffed a bag of frozen peas down my pants and sat at a bar stool on stage because there was no way I would be able to stand up for there for three hours, made it through. So (laughs) happy ending. Uh, There's a couple of good ones. This guy when I had a heart attack while on stage and finished the gig. Yeah, Rory uh, Rory Lawford. I guess that's the one you're reading. In front of an audience of 3,600 people on New Year's Eve, sucked it up and finished the show in complete agony. Lead singers and guitar player in the hard rock band. And I tore down my gear and loaded it out before driving. Oops, Seymour, Seymour, to the hospital. And upon arrival, they rushed me to an or for immediate heart surgery. Oh, oh, immediate heart surgery. Wow. When they wheeled me into the ICU after the procedure, the surgeon told me point blank that I should have died on stage. And he was completely mystified how I survived to make it to the hospital. Wow. That's heavy duty, man. It is a heavy duty one to your man. Holy cow. And there's another <laughs> the vasectomy reversal, and that there's one played one week after my vasectomy. Why is everybody getting vasectomies out there? Is there is there a benefit to that? Um, no lifting. Gene pool, Steve. What's that? Trying to control the gene pool. The gene pool, know? right? Uh, no lifting gear, so I got to supervise and instruct, load in and set up. Had to have assistance with putting on and taking off my base. Wow, really? Like, it's hurt that much you have to have assistance with putting on and taking off your base. My goodness. Also played with a puke bucket next to me on a different occasion. I think we've all done that. Drummer I played with was attacked by hornets last year, and they hit his kick foot about six different times. He couldn't get his shoes on, and he looked like he was playing with a ham hock. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, right? Oh my God! Something. Oh man, these are really crazy. I had to play with a second set with toilet paper stuffed in my nose a few years back because my nose decided all on its own to just start pouring blood. The uh, random nosebleed. Uh, there's so many of these. So these are all on the page. If you're not on the page, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you are on the page. You can read through all these. We can read a couple more. Uh, let's see if anybody's listening, anybody's commenting. Nobody is listening or commenting. Well, people might be listening, but nobody's commenting here on our wisdom hour. There's a lot of wisdom to be gained here. A lot of people pushing through a lot of stuff to keep playing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, pick one out to read there. Just pick a random one. I got a guy here, Eric Ryder Costello. I was sitting on drums in a pickup gig with a less than stellar local cover band, strictly for the money. Not that I'm above playing covers, rather, this speaks to the quality, love, and musicianship of the band. Shortly after sound check and throughout the first set, I was suffering from increasingly sharp abdominal pain. Then I chalked up to indigestion brought about by the complimentary meal that the club had served up. 
during the first break, the pain became unbearable. But I was determined to continue. Like I said, I needed the money. Three songs into the second set during loving, touching, squeezing, which was torturous enough, he says. I couldn't take it anymore. I limped to the end of the song, finished it, threw down my sticks, apologized, and ran to the door. I drove myself straight to the nearest ER about 10 minutes away, barely able to see over the dashboard from being doubled over in pain. I parked outside the door, burst into the ER screaming for a doctor, and fell to my knees. Oh, my God. They examined... <clears throat> What's that? God. They examined me and rushed me to the operating room. My appendix had ruptured on stage and was pumping toxins throughout my bloodstream. The doctor informed me that had arrived five minutes later, I would have certainly died. I still shudder to this day whenever <laughs> I hear laughing, touching, and squeezing. This poor guy. Sorry we're laughing at you, Eric, but uh, I'm sure you can laugh at yourself, too. What a story that is, too, huh? Yeah. That's funny how, you know. Playing the gig. It's interesting how you really associate songs with things that have happened in your life, and everybody does, whether you're a musician or not. You hear a song or it takes you back to a place, and that's uh, that's not a great place for anyone to have to go back to. This poor guy. Uh... Here's what I got right here, too. I'm just going through, looking real quick, you know. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this says, Bob uh, Giovanetti. I fell off a waterfall during a break while playing a wedding reception. <laughs> fell eight feet onto a steep, muddy bank and slid down to the water's edge. <laughs> Got cut up pretty bad. It was covered in mud, but luckily had a full change of clothes and finished the gig. Wow. Awful waterfall. Oh, man. Oh, here's a, Stephen Thompson. I played a gig uh, the day after having surgery on an abscess, which is basically what I have. Done six, six weekends worth of gigs in a cast after breaking my ankle and had to casually lean off stage to projectile vomit mid-guitar solo. Um, I did that, too. I, I, had, uh, I had to play with a broken leg or a broken foot, too. And this was uh, probably about 15 years ago or so in Jersey. And uh, it was a new band. I think it might have been longer, but um, I was playing in a blues band. It was a new band for me. And for the, the very first gig that I played with them, I had a cast on and I had to sit down for the whole thing. Fortunately, it was just like in a bar, like a pub bar. And we had a very small quote unquote stage, you know, which was just part of the bar floor. Um, so we didn't have a big area. So for me to sit down, it wasn't too big a deal. Um, and I actually kind of liked it, um, because, um, I was able to really focus more on my playing and I didn't have to think about performing. And for my first gig with that band, I wanted to really play well. So that's another uh, plus that I gained from an injury. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people have cysts, too. So, wow. An infected... Too, people playing with broken bones. Pilinodal cyst. I don't know what that means. A lemon-sized rock-hard infection at the top of my butt crack. Oh, so this guy's got a butt one, too. All right, Adam. Adam Craig Geckler. We're on the same page. And had to play a total of six hours of drums for those gigs. Oh, my God. He was a drummer. And he ran a small fever. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine playing. Dude, if I was a drummer, there's no way I'd be playing. I mean, just sitting down for me right now is a big deal. Um, you know, four or five days later after the surgery. Still four days. Hi. Three days. Oh, it was only Friday. Today's Monday, right? God, man, it seems like so much longer. 
Uh, I'm going to read my friend Dana's, Dana Petey, who's a drummer I know, while in Air Force in Okinawa, Japan, broke right pinky knuckle, being young and dumb, had to duct tape a drumstick to my cast for a couple weekends and played lightly for the first time. That's funny. Another great use for duct tape. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler Owens. Our singer got punched on stage one night by our bass player and broke his jaw. He had to play several gigs for the next couple weeks with a broken jaw, which must have been excruciating to sing with. So the bass player just cracks the singer on stage. (laughs) I've heard people talk about that, but I've never actually been involved in a situation like that where somebody got violent with another band member on actually on stage. Again, in arguments, but never uh, physical violence. No, I remember playing a gig one time at the Ruins Cafe in Lodi, and we were playing The Real Me by The Who. And this guy came running out in front of the band. He was picking up these, these, had these big sofa chairs. And, I mean, they were heavy, right? And this guy was picking these chairs up up over his head. And he was going, yeah, yeah, and smashing them on the ground like two or three times until they break into pieces. And everyone started backing up. Then he ran and got another chair. Then he came out and he picked it up over his head. Oh, my God. And this big, this big giant bouncer dude came out of the shadows and steamrolled this guy like he was like a cartoon character. It was like a freight train just coming through, man. It just blew the guy down, and this huge melee erupted, and we kept playing. And, uh, you know, it was it was a whole melee, like a bar-clearing brawl right in front of the band. It was, it was intense. Wow. I'm all the way in the back behind the kit, so I'm shielded, you know. The guys on the front line were, like, pulling all their pedals back and trying to gather up their stuff and, and get, you know, cozy it up a little bit because it was getting a little out of hand. Yeah. I played uh, I played gigs where there were bar brawls, but I was never a part of it. But there, you remember Kites? I don't know if that's still there. Up in... Uh, no, it's not, but up in Vernon, yeah. Yeah, Vernon, New Jersey. It was uh, uh, part of a ski resort in Jersey, and uh, we would play in this bar, pretty big bar, and had like kind of a stage area. It was like a bar slash restaurant too. And uh, that was always a good gig. People would come there. A lot of people would come there. And there was one night I was playing there with a band called Mad Rabbit. And uh, a big fight broke out. And I, at, the, at that time, I was also working for, at Moto, uh, yeah, Photo Lab. I ran a photo lab. And, and I, dude, that place had the crappiest load in ever. Yeah, it was, uh, el- it was like an elevator thing. Some See an staircase in the back and an elevator, and it was yeah. four flights up. Yeah. Um, and there was, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was working, I was running a photo lab at the time, so I was taking pictures a lot, and uh, I had a nice camera, and I would always take pictures at the gig, like pictures of the crowd and of the band, and, and post them on our website back then. And, um, a big fight broke out and I, I took out my camera and I started taking pictures of people and I was like trying to be really careful that nobody would see me doing that and come over and you know break my camera um, do you still have the, the photos oh yeah yes I do they're not anywhere online but I have them uh, a couple tonsillitis people here talking about uh uh, Here's the guy, Patrick Graham. Our drummer played this past Saturday, having just broken his right ankle. Set up a double pedal and used the left one for the kick drum. Two hi-hats, one open, one closed, and could switch between them. Carried his own gear and played the gig on a left foot. Bravo. There you go, yeah. See, that is a drummer. Right. 
R.J. Singleton played with a flu a couple times, but his favorite was that day after LASIK eye surgery. He played with safety goggles on. Everyone thought it was part of his stage outfit. I had my sister-in-law actually got last week, the day before my surgery, got uh, LASIK eye surgery, and I saw the picture of her with the goggles, and it's it's funny. They they look uh, they're interesting looking. They're clear, but they they're clearly not for fashion. Um, heart attack two songs in Bob Hoyle finished set went to the hospital that night got a cath procedure next day back to gigging the following weekend see it's a everybody this is great how resilient everybody is you know it's they everybody talks about their their ailments their things that they had to overcome but they overcame it and you know got right back um, and are able to laugh about it you know like this thing that I'm going through it's not fun it's not it's not really particularly funny. Well, I mean, it is actually funny because of the location, but the feeling of it is not funny. Um, but being able to laugh at it and, and uh, plow through really helps. Yeah, there's a couple here. Uh, Jane uh, Rosenbaum. I've played being ill, but worse was medication that caused mental confusion and memory loss. As a solo concert classical guitarist, you can't play when the mind goes south. Right. Oh, here's somebody put a picture. I tripped on something in the yard and landed on my thumb on Thursday night. Then played basic gigs Friday and Saturday night. Not my best work, but I was able to keep the people happy. Well, reasonably happy. And he put a picture of his hand, which is heavily bruised. Ooh. Uh, I see that. That guy's hand's banged up, man. Holy yeah. Cow. Played on gig on crutches. Yeah. Uh, bass player here slammed my baby finger. I guess he means his pinky. Kevin Pownell. In the car door on the way to the gig. Iced it between sets. Ooh. I did that once, dude. And I wasn't playing a gig, but I was at, um, I was in an LBI. And uh, I was uh, attending a friend's gig. And I was out. And my uh, a friend of mine uh, was uh, drove with me, and then wanted to take a little nap in the car. And I went and um, I went to close the car door, and then I decided I wanted to keep it open for a second. I went to stick my hand in to, to stop it from closing, and my finger got stuck in the dark car door closed, and I couldn't, and it was locked, and I couldn't open it. And I had to, and the person inside was sleeping, and I had to knock on the door and say, "Wake up! Open the, please open the door, please open it right now." I was lucky I did not lose my finger. All I did was get it like a little cut and a little bruise. Crazy. Yeah, that hurts. I can't have my fingers. I need my fingers to Dude, do I my job. getting in a car one time when the door opened, and it was one of the kind of cars where the, the window, the top of the window was part of the car door. So when the door's open and the window's down, there's still the frame there, you know? And that was the case. The window was open. The door was open. I was getting in the car, and I was holding onto the roof of the car to climb in. You know, So my four fingers are around that the roof, and my thumb is on the inside. And as I'm getting in, the guy outside decides to slam the door as he's walking away <laughs> and closed the door on my hand. And the same thing, it closed and, like, latched. It wasn't locked, but it uh, took, took a couple of <laughs> tries to get it open, you know. Uh, and again, luckily, you know, I didn't have any cuts, but it smashed my... There was weather stripping on the door and stuff like that. So it was just, it got crushed, but not as bad as it could have been, you know? Yikes. Uh, 
C.K. Armstrong Bass said, I had some guy run on stage, push me through a display case, and start punching me in the face. <laughs> I didn't know my singing was that bad. But I'm... Uh, so I've only gotten through half of these now. Kidney stone attack. I haven't had that yet, thank God. He's a guy. Eleanor Cornyn. Once I had to run the stage and sound for a festival on a head full of acid. <laughs> a five strip of the finest L ever. It was extremely difficult. Cables looked like snakes. The floor was waving. I don't know how, <laughs> but it was weird. done, and everyone was happy. <laughs> happy, happy. <laughs> oh, man. Food poisoning. I've had food poisoning. I've never actually thrown up on stage. But Now I can say I have either. Yeah. Wisdom to the extraction playing saxophone. Oof. Oh, dude, I played one time with wisdom teeth removed. I just, I had them pulled out, and uh, I was on medication, and we had, we, we played, uh, it was a rehearsal, though, and I remember uh, I got a ride there, and we, I got there, and we played, and it was just excruciating. I was on meds, and I was completely, you know, not in the right mental state at all, and I remember afterwards getting through it, and then getting home and being in the most excruciating pain you could imagine. Yikes. But that was the interesting thing. While playing the music, because you're so present to it, I wasn't really that aware of the pain. I was a little loopy from the medicine, but I was not in physical pain. It wasn't until later when I got home and I wasn't doing anything where it was like throbbing and killing me. Yeah, you know, that's how I kind of felt last night on stage too. Like, I was aware of this thing going on, but I was so more into the music. Um, so... It's that's a wonderful, beautiful, amazing thing about music. How it can take you, transform you away from your current situation. Um, we actually play. Good. This guy Matt Turner cut my thumb off with a skill saw, had two surgeries, and was back playing the next weekend. Oh my god! That takes some real skill. Oh man! All right, so. Anyway, there's uh, there's some more man tons. There's tons in here. Um, so anybody listening, you can go on the page and read through these. Um, it's good stuff, and it seems it's to be just a very... like the fortitude of these musicians, right? Yeah, like to you know forge ahead and continue on with the gig despite all these challenges. Yeah, show must go on, Steve. Yes, indeed. It's not just a cliche. The show must go on. Um, so. Um, a couple other things I wanted to talk to you about um, and talk to everybody else about. Um, I put in a reviews tab on the page um, where people can now come in and review the page. Um, you can give it up to five stars from one to five stars or I guess from zero to five, uh, probably one to five, um, and write something about the page uh, that you like or dislike. And um, I encourage anybody listening to the show to please go and do that. Um, there's 10 reviews on there right now, and one of them is me. Um, so uh, I would like it to to get your feedback um, about what, uh, what you like about the page, what you may not like about it, any suggestions you might have. Um, and then speaking of that, I'm really going to get this um, 
the website up and rolling. Um, I've been putting this off for way too long, and now I, I have a little bit more downtime uh, with my my ailment for one, and um, I'm going to be off. I'm off tonight and off tomorrow night, and then I'm working Wednesday night and Thursday night, and then I'm off Friday and Saturday night um, because we have a thing in New Orleans called the Essence Fest on July 4th weekend every year. And during Essence Fest, uh, no, none of the bands play on Bourbon Street, so I won't be working. So I will have some extra time to devote to this. And um, I have the things that, that – there's things that I have already included on the website. Um, one of them is a forum where people can go in and talk to each other and, and uh, about specific categories, uh, whether it be the instrument they play or the type of music they play, the type of cover band they're in. Um, and I have them all set up nicely um, to get started. Um, so that's a thing that I think people will enjoy because uh, you can talk to your fellow musicians all over the world, by the way, and, um, you know, and hear common stories, uh, ask questions, learn things from each other, uh, debate things, whatever. And then I'm going to have a, a sort of a classified section in there, too, where people can find other musicians. Um, and uh, I'm looking to have the ability where you can uh, create your own profile with, you know, your picture and and any uh, little bio you want to put in there, any music snippets, any video things, so people can get to know you. So it'll be sort of, sort of a social network thing, but not quite like Facebook. Um, and... And then I'll put in, obviously, this podcast, link to that, link to articles, and new stuff, you know, anything that comes up that's new. So what I wanted to know, and I want to know what you think about this, um, I want to make part of it a subscription-based um, thing. So it, there would be a monthly fee, um, and I could do uh, different tiers, um, like a, a month um, subscription or a six-month or a year one, and there'll be different price ranges for those obviously cheaper if you do longer um so what do you think what do you think just in general about that idea just in general yeah in general it sounds like a great idea and it's a, it sounds like a, you know uh, a great resource for the whole you know cover band community and like you said ways to connect and post it's almost like the old aquarium uh you know in in, in the back when they had the classifieds right yeah, like you said, the subscription base is is, is good because you'll have content you can download, and it'll have viable things on there that you know people are going to want to get access to. Right, and I, you know, I want to make this affordable for everybody because I know musicians don't have a lot of money, so it's going to be you know under ten dollars a month um, to be a part of this, and and you know I I pay some subscriptions for things, and there's nothing that that I pay that's under ten dollars, so this will be nothing. This will be a couple cups of coffee maybe um and uh provide that resource and, and the reason that i i think it's important to to charge for it is um because if you pay for something you, you'll you'll tend to use it more and tend to take it more seriously and i think what we're going to be offering here is uh something that um is going to be very valuable because it's such a niche thing it's a cover band thing so you're you're talking to other musicians that play covers specifically um you're looking for other musicians that play covers or you're or you're looking for other cover bands um and it's going to be broken down into the types of cover bands tribute bands wedding bands um you know classic rock bands country bands uh jazz ensembles whatever if you play covers you're in um <clears throat> so um 
but I, I need some more ideas too for content and I've posted this before on the page and I should probably do it again ask that question but anything for you um, just pop into mind that that would be valuable to musicians that would be something uh, they would enjoy having that they don't really have anywhere else or can't get anywhere else that's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, we could cover a whole podcast talking about that. What jumps but, uh, What jumps to your mind, though, first? What jumps to my mind is any type of downloadable, uh, you know, a PDF of some sort or information that they can they can use, even if it's, uh, you know, uh, club directory or different, you know, topics that we've talked about or articles that you've you've written to that have different content that could be expanded upon, you know, like any of these things could be eBooks, you know, they could definitely be a section of all kinds of eBooks, almost like a library of all different topics of things that you could choose from. Right. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? That would range from anything from like, you know, things, topics of songs to gear selection to, you know, to how to record things that sound better, the, the rehearsal tips, you know, all the things that we go through could all be, um, compiled into almost like little boot camps. Right. Yeah, I would like to do kind of a mentoring coaching program as well, like a 30-day intensive type of thing where it's uh, where there's a private group that only you can get into if you become part of that pro coaching program, and there would be a fee for that as well. Um, but I want to include that as part of uh, the, the whole big picture once the website's going. Uh, but I like that idea of the library of the ebooks and stuff. That's a good one. Yeah, and then to your point too, with the coaching and the mentoring, you know, you can Skype, you can get the videos, and you can critique, and you can give you know constructive feedback and criticisms to on things to work on, and you know, get a real outside honest opinion. No, you know, no no sugarcoating it, you know, but a real assessment of what you're trying to do and some tips on what you could be doing better and what you're already doing great. Right. Yeah. And you have to be open to that. You have to be able to push aside your ego and and listen to constructive criticism from people. And uh, fortunately, the, the couple bands that we've been working with so far have been receptive to that. Um, so if you really want to grow as a musician or as a band, um, you, you know, it's, it's important to be open to uh, other people's opinions. And uh, and uh, from from you and I. You know, we've been doing this for a long time, and we're going to be not only objective, but we're going to be uh, we're going to be kind about it. We're and we're going to we're going to steer you in the right direction um, because uh, you know, me personally and you too, I know we want the best for people. We want to see you excel. That's really important. That's a big part of the reason that I started this whole thing is I want people to know the stuff that I know from you know from playing for thirty six years, um, and. Uh, the things that I've learned and uh, and can impart um, because it will help you absolutely will so um, I encourage people to uh, be a part of anything that we offer everything that we offer <laughs> well like anything in life right it makes you better right so whatever resource you can utilize to make you better tomorrow than you are today is a step in the right direction you know and like I said there's so much out there on so many different topics uh, this is a great forum for cover band specific and musician specific topics, you know that that can uh, can be you know applied to becoming better, right? And if you're open to that criticism, like you know, you can only improve on the things that you you know you need to improve on, right? So if everyone's telling you you're great, you're not going to know what to work on, right? So if you get some objective 
um, you know, feedback onto what really needs work and what is what is working and what needs work. Uh, you know, then you identify what it is. It's not like you said to insult anybody or, you know, we do it in a positive, constructive way. But it's just pointing out things to say, hey, this is what you want to work on, and that's how you get better. Yeah, you know, think. When you were learning your instrument, right, and you take lessons, if you had a teacher that said to you, hey, you're doing great, man, just play that thing, I'll see you next week. Right. Or you have a teacher that was real, you know, nah, it's still not right, you're not doing that correct, and you got to work on this more, and giving you honest assessments, and it really keeps you in check, and, and it makes you better in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And any professional thing that you do, like, especially like maybe a, a, if you play a sport, you always have a coach, you have somebody who's, um, you know, training you, helping you, and correcting issues that you start to you know uh, fall on um so it's always good to have an objective person so um that's something that we're going to be offering um another thing that i really have been pushing is uh live streaming facebook live broadcasting um and i still really encourage people to do that with your with your rehearsal with your gig anything um it will broaden your fan base and I like to share it on the page, and I did it because I was off on Friday uh, after surgery. Um, I, you know, I can't really sit still for too long, so I was like, "Let me share some live streams." So I started looking for them, and I even requested on the page, "If you're going live, send me a link, and I will share the stream on the page." This is something I'm doing for free now. Um, it's not always going to be free, so I would I would definitely take advantage of that um, now and. If you're listening now, this coming weekend, July 4th weekend, which will be uh, the Friday and Saturday is the 1st and 2nd, I believe. Is it? The, no, uh, Friday and Saturday is June 30th, and then July 1st is Saturday. Right? Correct. Yes. Yep, um, the 4th Tuesday. Those two nights I am not playing, and so I'm going to be all Cover Band Central all night. So I am going to announce it on the page, too. Uh, but if you are... Planning on live streaming your, your gigs, send information to the Cover Band Central page. Just send a message. Uh, and with that message, send a link to your to the page you're going to be streaming from and the time that you're going to be doing it. And make sure you include the time zone because everybody's in a different time zone. So that's something I'm going to be uh, definitely focusing on this weekend. Um, and I'm sure July 4th weekend, I'm sure a lot of people are playing. And you, it, it's amazing how many more views people get when they do, uh, when I share their live stream. It goes into the thousands. When they, they'll maybe have dozens or maybe hundreds, and then I share it on the page, and it's in the thousands. Um, so you want that kind of exposure for your band. It really, really works. It really helps, and it's immediate. It's cool. And especially like you pointed out, it's free. And so free. Why don't you capitalize on it? Yeah, doing it for free now. It's not always going to be free, and it's going to be part uh, another thing that I include with the website. Um, so uh, please definitely do that and communicate with us. Take advantage of it while you can now, because there's you know there's never been anything like this in the history of the world where you can just get out there, no matter where you are, and get out to an audience live anywhere else in the world for free. It's pretty amazing. World, it is amazing. Um, so, how about you're playing? We're talk about uh, where you're playing this weekend. What are you doing? Oh, we got a private party this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure where it is. I got to look at the calendar. But um, listen, Fourth of July is always great. We've had a lot of good 
Fourth uh, of July parties over the years down in LBI we've played, and, you know, there's always fireworks, and uh, it's always a good time. Cool, cool. I'm off on Friday, Saturday, but I'll be working. Uh, after Saturday, I am doing eight nights in a row. Um, so next oh, week's nice. podcast, we're going to have to, I don't know if you're working during the day on July 3rd or 4th, but perhaps we can do this during the day, one of those days, because um, I'm working eight nights in a row, including July 4th, which is my birthday next Tuesday. Oh, happy birthday. My son's birthday's on the 5th. Cool. So maybe we'll do a birthday episode next week um, or something. Um, yeah, we'll do a birthday podcast. Yes. So that about wraps it up for this week. Cool. We, we let our fireworks next week? We can. Fireworks, everything. I'll get the fireworks sound effects. Caravan Central on Facebook, Central dot, or Facebook.com slash Central. And make sure you give us a review and share this thing. Right, Tony? Share. Share. Hear it. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.